The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I don't know about you, but if I were to always love my neighbor as I love myself, I actually wouldn't be very loving toward them because I'm not always very nice to myself. And I don't know if I would have even realized this until a priest in seminary said, you have a harsh way of talking talking about all the things you need to do and have to do and ought to do. And it was as though there was just someone always like at my back with a whip. And part of that is the enemy, the devil himself. But a part of it is also me believing these lies that I'm not good enough and that I shouldn't like myself because I'm not living up to my expectations that I've put on myself. I would say in our culture, there is... There are many epidemics, including anxiety and depression, but hand in hand with those is the epidemic of self-hatred, self-loathing, self-condemnation, harshness with self, because we just don't like ourselves very much because we don't often feel like we're good enough or that we're lovable. And Jesus wants to just cut in to all of those lies and he wants to cut in to all of that self-shame, self-condemnation that is never his will, never his desire for us. He wants us to be able to love ourselves in a healthy way. And then when we are loving ourselves in a healthy way, not an ego-centered, selfish way, then we're able to love other people the way that we love or Fail to love other people is a really good indication of how we feel about ourselves. If we're really, really hard on other people, you can be pretty darn sure we're also pretty hard on ourselves, but we might not be aware of that. And then when we're able to love others in the way that we ought to, hand in hand with that, we'll be able to love God as we're called to. One of the most important lines, I think, of Scripture for me that opens up so much is from John, 1 John chapter 3, I believe. And it says, In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that God has first loved us. Christianity is not a checkbox religion, though it's really easy to fall into the checkboxes. All right, did I follow the Ten Commandments? Check, check, check. And every good check I get is 
weighting me toward the possibility of going to heaven. Every lack of checkmark is a possibility of being condemned and going to hell. Well, in reality, yes, we will end up doing the commandments. Yes, we will have virtue if we are doing things in the right way. But the way of doing things the right way is actually just letting Jesus love us first and foremost. Who we are as beloved sons and daughters is far more important than what we do. Though again, we will do good things if we are convicted that we are loved. We are loved as beloved sons and daughters. We were good even before we could do anything. And we, were, and we continue to be good even after we fail to do the things that we ought to, even when we fail. There was another story from Robbie Dawkins. I've quoted him a few times in the last month or two. He just has amazing stories of being proactive about sharing the love of Jesus when the Holy Spirit prompts him to do that. So in this case, he was on the West Coast at a very secular and liberal campus And if God was spoken about on that campus, very often it wasn't in a positive way. And he just went from person to person and just asked if he would be, if they would be willing to let him pray for them for whatever they were going through. And he got to the bus stop and there was one young man who said, oh yeah, I'll let you pray for me if you answer this question. Suppose I'm a horrible man and I do all of these awful things. And he lists some of the most awful things that a person can do to another person. And he says, then I die. And then I see your God face to face as a judge. What's he going to say to me? What this man wanted to do, he was luring him into this intellectual trap. And he wanted to, wanted Robbie to reply, well, he's going to send you to hell. So that at that point he could say, ha, ha. You believe in a loving God who would throw someone into hell? How do you reconcile that? So Robbie obviously has heard this argument before. It's nothing new. And it's a, it's a false way of thinking about God. But rather than engaging the argument, which I would be tempted to do, rather than just using my brain against his brain, he takes a posture of humility and he says, I can tell that you're really smart. And you have a lot of arguments that I might not have an answer for. Would you just let me pray for you? Moving from the head to the heart. And the guy said, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Go, just get it over with. And he starts to pray. And the guy's tapping his foot just impatiently. Come on, come on. And at a certain point, he asks, what are you doing? Robbie says, I'm just praying. And then he gets very quiet. And then he starts to cry. And he starts to cry a lot. He experienced the love of Jesus. And that's what Robbie was saying. This is the love of God for you. As it would turn out, that young man was the president of the atheist club on campus. And he was known to just get into these intellectual debates. He loved to just kind of come in with this anger and with this defensiveness But the love of God just cut right through those defenses, which very often those defenses are that self-hatred, that self-loathing. And God says, I want you. I love you as you are. I delight in you as you are. So as we approach Jesus in the Eucharist today, he is pouring himself out completely in love. 
But not all of us receive the same amount of love subjectively because not all of our hearts are ready to receive it equally. So I just want to pray for us that we can already experience now the love of Jesus. And maybe you will physically feel something. Maybe there will be tears. Our emotions are a good thing, but you might not. And our faith isn't dependent on our emotions. And the Holy Spirit isn't dependent on our emotions. But I firmly believe that God is always laboring to love us. He's always wanting to come in. He's always knocking on the door and just waiting for us to open the door of our heart, giving control, surrendering, giving him permission. So if you would just interiorly give Jesus permission as I pray for you. Jesus, Jesus, you show us the face of the Father. Jesus, you are the truth, but you are God's love also incarnate. I ask you, Jesus, to come and lavish your love on these, your beloved sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus, I bind and rebuke and cast out any spirit of self-condemnation, self-loathing, self-shame, harshness with ourselves. In Jesus' name, be gone. Be cleansed from top to bottom in His precious blood. And be filled with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the new covenant, the love of God poured into our hearts. Jesus, as you came into the room that was locked after the resurrection, come into any locked rooms in our minds and hearts where we have yet to let you come and love us, especially those areas of shame. Jesus, come and press your wounded heart into these wounded hearts. Jesus, lavish us with your love, with the love of the Father. Come, Holy Spirit. Come into these hearts. Come, Holy Spirit. Come into the minds, bodies, and hearts. Jesus, you love us with all of your heart your soul, and your mind. And you give us the capacity to love you back in that same way through your Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for your love that exceeds all we can possibly ask or imagine. Jesus, open our hearts to receive your love being poured out like a torrent in this Eucharist.